You're listening to the One Small Bite Podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, David Orozco with the One Small Bite Podcast, and I'm excited because I love these segments. This is Another edition of the Friday Food Hack, and this is the moment I get to dispense a little bit of nutrition knowledge, but also give you some great techniques that will make your life a little bit better, right? So I'm really excited because this one today is about mindful eating, and I've got six awesome techniques that will definitely make your health just skyrocket. I mean, it will really help the way that you eat and your relationship with food and just make that a little bit more savory meal, right? So I can't wait to dive into all of this. But before I get started, let me just give a little time to sponsors today. I just wanted to talk a little bit about TD Wellness, my nutrition practice. You've heard me talk about it quite a bit. Um, We offer nutrition counseling, we offer support group sessions, and of course, we're doing all of our sessions virtually, all online. In most cases, your insurance will probably cover your visits, but if not, we have some pretty good packages and pretty good deals and plans. I've got two clinicians, myself and Kia Bourne. You you can visit our website at tdwellness.com. Or there's a link to the podcast website as well at onesmallbite.net. So anywhere you go, just go ahead and check us out. Maybe make an appointment or just set up a 15-minute get-to-know-us kind of call, a little orientation. So happy to set something up and look forward to working with you. I also think that, uh, well, you know, if you didn't want to start uh, working with us, you know what? At least leave me a review. Go down to the review section on your phone and pop in some stars. Maybe let me know what topics you want to hear and discuss. Happy to always go there with you. And of course, we're taking more of that mental and emotional approach to healthy eating and making a positive impact in our lives, right? All right. So, all right, let's get into it. I'm really excited to talk about mindful eating. And um, uh, and kind of just let you know that this ties in really well with the compassion-driven, that compassion uh, episode that you heard last uh, Wednesday, this past Wednesday, we talked with uh, my good buddy Patrick Bryant, licensed clinical social worker and owner of The Peaceful Place, and you heard us talk a lot about how compassion is a very key component to getting people to move and finding that self-confidence and self-compassion, that kindness. We also talked about Kristen Neff, a big influence in my life with her book, um, Self-Compassion. 
And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that really make a big difference. And I mentioned that she has three pillars in the book. One is self-kindness, the other is mindfulness, and then the third is shared experience or humanity. And so I wanted to piece off a little bit of that, and that's that mindfulness part. So I wanted to bring in mindful eating. Mindfulness is only a subset or a component of self-compassion or compassion. And so mindful eating like that is a subset of compassion-driven nutrition or a way of really making that mindset change. So I want to talk to you because you hear a lot about mindful eating. What is it? Um, Where do you hear it? What do you do? What does it mean? Uh, Sometimes with some people I've worked with, they, they just don't understand what does mindful eating really mean? I mean, don't I eat with my mouth and my body and I don't get get this whole mind thing? So for some people, it's a little foreign. For other people, they really get it. It really resonates. So let me kind of describe a little bit about my, what mindful eating is. So mindful eating is taking an approach that is um, essentially a way of saying paying attention to what our bodies are actually telling us. If you heard in episode 13 with Evelyn Triboli, I talked about, or she mentioned, introspective awareness. And so that's sort of where we're going with this, is this approach to awareness of your physiological needs. Um, mindful eating is also a non-judgmental approach to food. So this is what I mean, or we talk about when we say making peace with food. It's so you, we remove the judgmental aspect of certain foods, like pizza being bad for us, or fried foods being the evil, or you name it, carbohydrates or sugar or whatever. We want to remove that narrative because it's blocking us from what it is our bodies are actually needing. And so that's really important, is removing that judgment And not only that judgment about the food, but about ourselves. It's like, I'm horrible for eating this, or I should be ashamed of myself. And mindful eating is also about um, eating uh, slowly and and, and enjoying the food and and not having distractions around and, and being able to engage your senses and discover what your hunger and your fullness are actually saying and meaning. And so getting to a place where you're eating in relationship to that. So this really is a time that I talk a little bit about um, one of the people in my book. And this one is, again, the name is not the same. I, I disguised the name and I changed his story. So there's nothing exactly the same as the person that I work with. But he's a good example of a lot of people that I work with. And so this guy came to see me. And um, one of the first things he said to me is, okay, I just want to know if you work with obese people. And number two, I want to know if you can help me with my cravings. And that was, that, that was it. That was, those were his only two questions. And he was a very stoic gentleman. He, he didn't mince his words. He really, when he asked a question, he was asking a question. So he didn't spend a lot of time going over things, but you can tell that he internalized everything. And this is what happened one time. This is what I mean about you can tell. When I was working with him for a while, we started working on building a more um, compassionate, more uh, mindful approach to eating, and it really resonated with him. And though that was working really well, he actually 
had lost 10 or 20 pounds and he wasn't even thinking about it. In fact, that's definitely not what our focus was. But he was really surprised. One day he just thought, you know, my clothes are fitting a little funny. And I know David said, I shouldn't weigh myself because we're not gauging our success on what the number on the scale is. But, you know, I'm, I kind of, I'm kind of curious. He jumped on the scale and he was down 12 pounds. And I was like, okay, wow, that's, that's pretty good. But that is an outcome of where your mindset is now. And he started realizing that. But something happened. And this is where act two comes in. So the very first part, you know, kind of that um, honeymoon period of working with a client, there's a lot of great changes that start falling in place and things start changing and uh, people start eating more fresh fruits and vegetables and they really get that whole understanding of, of eating healthy. But one day he had a very difficult day at work. Uh, his boss was just on top of him and something bad happened and man, he felt really bad. And being the quiet, reserved gentleman that he was, he didn't say anything. He just took it. I mean, he swallowed it up and didn't say anything. And so that night he went to a bar and he just tore in to some drinks and wings and then that, and that was it. I mean, he just, and it wasn't like he ate an enormous amount of food. But the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment and everything that went through with all of that. And so, it made me think, okay, well, what was going on there? Well, there were several things that were happening there. And when I started discussing it with him, I said to him, okay, think about the scenario. What, 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 what was going on? What do you think was happening in your mind in this situation? And we started discussing it a little bit more. And, and he said to me, yeah, David, you know, I was just really, really upset. And I said, well, why were you upset? Well, because my boss was talking to me that way. And, you know, I just um, I felt really bad. He made me feel like a complete jerk. And, and, so, and so what? What did that mean? And he said, well, you know, in the past, I would have just, you know, gone and eaten something. And so I just I did what I usually did. And I said, okay, that's where this all falls. It's like we did exactly what we used to do. That's what I meant a little while ago about that non-judgmental narrative, moving away from that judgment. Just because that happened to him does not represent that he is dumb or stupid or bad or not good at his job. In fact, he was really good. He was at the top of his game. I mean, he, he was one of the, the top salespeople in his uh, company. And so it was really interesting, you know, but he let his narrative run away again. And this is what was really, really happening. So I said to him, okay, let, let, let's try something. Let's try this mindful eating approach, this mindful eating exercise. So we got to a place where I told him, okay, next time you're going to want to go and have something decadent and, and you're going down that death spiral of negative Nelly in your head. I want you to pause. Serve your food out somewhere. And have it with completely no distractions and just be mindful and completely there with the food. Then I want you to journal it. So we started working on this. And I gave him some tips that I'm going to give you in just a minute. But I gave him some tips about this. And he came back and he said, man, David, this was incredible. You know, I was really upset. Again, another situation that happened, I was really upset. And and I sat down and and I had that meal, and I was still really, really upset, and I thought this was just not going to work, but he gave it some time, 
and he worked through it and he realized that the food that he was eating wasn't really going to help him. He started tasting the food and the way it smelled, the way it looked and how it made him feel and what he was drinking with it and what he had paired. And I forget it, exactly what it was that he was having, but let's just make believe it was fried chicken and mashed potatoes. And he just wasn't feeling it. It didn't taste the same to him. Why? Why didn't it taste that way anymore? Because now he was really observing his mind. He was observing what his body was saying. And his body was saying, I'm really upset, but it ha- doesn't have anything to do with food. I'm not starving. I'm hungry. And so I can't think straight, but more food is not going to help me. And if I eat like this, then I'm not going to feel great afterwards. And it's just going to perpetuate the cycle. He started hearing all of this, all of these voices, which he didn't hear before. So interesting. Let me digress a little bit because it reminds me of another client that I was working with not too long ago. And I had said something similar to her about slowing down. And uh, a few months later, We were having our session, and she said, you know, David, you said something to me a while back. You said something about listening to those small nuances, those small little things that are happening in the day. And I didn't give it much thought then, but something happened where my son was talking to me while I was eating, and I was doing some work. So I was doing like four different things. I was multitasking, and I realized I didn't hear what my son said. And so I slowed down. And, he's, and she said, what was interesting about that is I then did that later on, and that's when I started realizing that God was talking to me in subtle ways, and I wasn't ever listening. I was looking for the weight loss. I was looking for him to answer my prayers by losing weight. And I was battling, have been battling my weight for so long that you know I was just so frustrated that I wasn't being heard. But in reality, he was talking to me. He was like, no, no, slow down. You're doing too many things at one time. You've got to focus. And she said that that really changed her life. And just like Jeff, it was something very similar, slowing down and paying attention. So essentially, mindfulness, mindful eating is an approach of awareness. It's a way of slowing down and listening to those nuances. What is the body telling us? What is that narrative that's going on in our head that makes us end up overeating unnecessarily? What are the distractions that are keeping me from really listening in better? And, and what is it that I'm really looking for? What is it that I really need, you know? So this is why it's important to be mindful or eat mindfully, because we want to be able to be interceptive and build that awareness. Or I should say, we want to have interceptive awareness, that uh, understanding and attention to our body's signaling And if we're rushing through it all the time, we're we're not going to really listen. Now, it doesn't mean that we always have to eat very slowly and we have to have absolutely no distractions. No, but what we want to try to do is practice this more. Just like being a gold medalist, you want to practice it until you get better at it, right? And that's that consistency, which I'll talk about again in another show, another episode. But yeah, so this was my friend, Jeff. This is my client, Jeff, and, and he... You know, he did a really good job here. I mean, he he really moved that needle to that mindful approach. Okay, so I want to talk to you then what the six mindful eating techniques that will enhance our lives. Let's go with it. Let's start. Number one, savor your food. 
really tap into those five senses. What does the food look like? Oftentimes, I'll make a a nice, really arrangement on my daughter's breakfast plate because there was a little excitement in that. There's a little bit of color, and I put it off on one side, and you know, there's some fruit and some vegetables, and then maybe some guacamole or some avocado, and then I'll have a slice of toast with a little bit of butter, and then I might put an egg on the side, and it's arranged nicely, so it's pleasant on the eyes. It also means maybe. Uh, a client once told me she ended up getting new placemats and and organizing her kitchen table, which was piled with uh, schoolwork and uh, and 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 books and stuff. And she decided to put some placemats and she laid out silverware. And she wouldn't do this every night, but she would do this more often. She lived alone, and it just made it more pleasant. She lit up candles. Now you don't have to do that. Completely, but that's what I mean about savoring your food. Is creating an environment that really enhances the senses, and 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 add some flavor to food. Layer it. Add some spices or some some aromatic uh, foods like the the trifecta, the carrots, peppers, and celery or onions that make up that. Uh, that base of flavor, right, in certain cooking and uh, uh, recipes. Number two, slow down. Slow down and enjoy the food. Again, go to those those five senses. What does the food look like? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? Does it crunch? Can you feel the texture? But if you don't slow down, it's going to be hard for you to really pay attention to that, right? So slowing down. Is number two. It's a it's a way of saying, hey, come on, let's just take a little time to enjoy the food and and do this for you. Uh, I think that that's really really important. And then you know, I, I always think about uh, this research that was done by a researcher out of University of Pennsylvania named Paul Risen, and uh, he he looked at Europeans and he found that Europeans would spend approximately twenty two minutes. On eating a meal versus in the United States, we spend about 11 minutes. So we literally eat our food in half the time, the same amount of food, which is very interesting. So slow it down, enjoy the food, and it gives your body some time to recommunicate. You probably have heard that the stomach takes about 20 minutes to communicate to your brain that you are now full. And so give it that time that it needs. Number three, let's remove distractions. Let's turn off the electronics, the TV, the tablets, the smartphones, the computer, the email, the you, whatever, you, I mean, book, magazine, newspaper. Uh, does anybody even read those anymore? <laughs> well, I know my wife reads a lot of mag- magazines still too. So, But uh, yeah, let's remove a lot of those distractions. And so you create an envi- environment that's less busy. There's less stimuli going on. And, and when there's a lot more stimuli, there's a greater need to shove food quickly down your throat. And, and so create, an, 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 again, an ambiance, an environment that feels comfortable and relaxing. Now, again, you don't have to do this with every single meal, but at least slowing down and enjoying the food can be really beneficial here. And this is number five. This is number five. No, sorry, number four. (laughs) And that is, let's create that positive environment, that positive atmosphere, right? Because that environment, that atmosphere is really what we're looking for as well. Something that will just make us want to eat those meals, those foods. Okay, number five. 
be aware of your hunger. What is it that your body is telling you? Awareness is so beneficial. One of the ways that we are more aware of what our body is telling us, what our hunger actually means, is when we journal. And I love using the journal. You heard me talk about the journal in episode 50, just this past Wednesday with Patrick, about how the journal is a great tool, one of the best tools of awareness. It's a good reflective tool. It's like I often tell people that journaling your food is like holding up a mirror to your face. It's literally the way that we become what we eat. You know that saying, we are what we eat? So yeah, the journal helps us see what is it that we are with our food. So um, be aware of your hunger. Is it a physiological hunger or is it an emotional hunger? And if you heard that episode on compulsive overeating, you understand that those are you know, quite di- big differences, emotional hunger versus physiological hunger. One example is emotional hunger will come on suddenly. Um, and another one would be sort of this feeling of guilt and shame and, and powerlessness about eating, which is what the emotional hunger is. So being aware of what your hunger is, maybe you don't need to eat, maybe you need something else. What is it that else that you what is that else that you need? And so how do we get there? How do we get that? Maybe it's saying yes to something. Maybe it's saying no to something. Remember that in the curiosity episode that I talked about, Shonda Rhimes, the year of saying yes, knowing exactly what to say no and what to say yes to, which is vital. You know, and if you're saying yes to eating mindlessly and and eating fast and not paying attention to what your body does, then hmm, you know, it's difficult. I, I, I like this one saying. Um, I think I, I, I saw it in a post that my sister Angie sent to me. And I'm, I'm mutilating this, Angie, so please forgive me here. But um, it said something like, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. Oh, I like that. That was so good, right? If we're not making time to provide our bodies what it needs, then what are we doing? What yeah, well, what we're doing is we're providing our bodies for or, or setting ourselves up for illness, right? So anyway, thought I'd uh, share that with you. And I know Angie would appreciate that So, because I know she listens. So love you, Angie. All right. So the last one, number six, is to, to be present. Um, presence is one of the four Ps that we talk about, Patrick and I, and, and uh it's so important. Presence gives the ability to be aware. It gives you the ability then to expand and have an open mind. And so this is part of that mindfulness. It's being present and being aware, but you can't do that when you have distractions or you're going really fast, you're not savoring your food, you don't have a nice environment, and this is constantly happening all the time. And so it just really feeds that oh, positive, oh, excuse me, negative relationship to food and eating. Yeah, so finding a more present and, and, and uh, environment and, and enjoying the people that you're with and enjoying the time that you're eating and providing your, your body with the fuel that it needs. All right, so let me recap these again. The six mindful eating techniques that will enhance your health. Number one, savor your food. Number two, slow down. Number three, remove distractions. Number four, Create a positive environment, a positive atmosphere. Number five, be aware of your hunger. Hone in on that hunger and in also your fullness. All right, number six, be present. 
Be present to what's going on, enjoying your food, enjoying your company, and paying attention because without being present, it's hard for you to be able to do any of the other five. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Hit me up with some reviews. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode or about this podcast. Scroll on down to your view section. Let me, leave me some stars and, and just drop in a message and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear some reviews. Remember, the more reviews we get, the better we can reach out to more folks and be able to help as many people as possible. So, all right, folks, I think that is it for right now. I just want to remind you that we've got some more great episodes coming up. We're going to talk about, of course consistency and commitment. And I've also got a great episode with Jason Varley, who is owner of Live Fitness here in in Atlanta. And he's a good friend of mine. He's going to talk to us about the importance of consistency, especially keeping his gym open during coronavirus. Well, not during coronavirus, but now and how important it is to yeah keep consistent with physical activity so part of the book as well part of the four c's all right my friends i appreciate you for listening in i want to remind you okay chop that diet mentality fuel your body and remember nourish your soul until next time talk to you guys soon see ya oh, yeah.